On today's Triangle Sports Take, it's just me in studio, and we have an interview with former Duke football player Lee Rodeo, and that interview starts right now. All right, so on today's episode, we welcome on a very special guest, former Duke football player Lee Rodeo. Lee, how are you doing today? Not too bad, man. Happy to be on with you. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, just wanted to ask you a few questions kind of, you know, about your time at Duke, playing football and everything. Uh, so we'll, we'll go ahead and jump right into it. Um, first thing I wanted to kind of ask you about, talk to you about was, um, you know, it looked like you were a walk-on on Duke's football team. I just wanted to kind of know what the walk-on process was like. You know, basically, how did you go from, you know, thinking in your mind, hey, I want to be on the football team to actually being on the football team? <laughs> It's uh, it's funny because it's a little different for everybody that goes through it. But the general rule is, you're either a, um, a true walk on or a preferred walk on, and really the difference there is whether or not you get invited to go through camp and like the school like calls you, asks you to come, or you uh, go through a tryout. And I was a little bit of both. Um, they had asked me. Uh, they they had offered me a chance to play, still had to go through a workout, but did it kind of with the understanding that we were on the team. Um, but uh, it all started. Uh, we I, I walked off the field my senior year in uh, Northern Durham, thinking that was the last time I'd wear shoulder pads or a helmet. I uh, really had come to terms with my football career being over. Had played in even ten years, had a lot of great memories. Um, and when I was considering uh, where to go to school. I was uh, choosing between uh, UVA, Wake Forest, Carolina, and Duke for academics. And just kind of on a whim, I said, you know what? What the heck? I'll reach out, email these four schools. And then I know I'm not going to hear anything back, but at least I'll be able to you know, know that I tried. Um, and I, uh, I didn't hear back from Wake Forest, never heard back from Carolina. I got like a form email back from UVA. Um, probably two weeks later and when I sent the email to Duke my phone rang at home about 20 minutes later and picked it up and the guy on the other end of the line said hey this is Kent McLeod from uh, Duke football I wanted to uh, call you and see if you want to come down next week sometime to our office and talk about potentially walking on the team um, and of course my first reaction was uh, you know you called Lee Rodeo right <laughs> I want to make sure you got the right number uh, but, you know, went down, met with Kent, talked it over, um, said uh, they had already filled out their camp roster so we wouldn't start till after camp. We'd go through a workout in front of Coach Cut to see where he'd want to put us. Um, but uh, asked if I had any interest in doing it, and I couldn't say yes fast enough, and I guess the rest is history. Okay, very cool, very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so speaking about your time playing football at Duke, uh, you played there for four years, is that right? You played on the team all four years? Yep, I was on the team all four years. Joined, uh, I believe it was just after the um, Central game my freshman year, which would have been the 2016 season. Okay, okay. So out, out of all the years you were there at Duke, what was you know maybe the craziest or the you know maybe your most favorite game um, during those four years? <laughs> well, uh, they, I didn't have to wait too long to experience it because uh, 
the way they the way they do it is they make you you don't dress out immediately. They make you kind of earn it. You know, they don't give you all the gear. They don't do all that because they don't want you to you know get everything and uh, just walk out. Um, so they make you earn it. They make you be on the sidelines and um, not you know in uniform for a few games. So actually. The second game I dressed out for, we hosted Carolina. It was either on a Thursday or a Friday night. They were like 15th in the country. And we were, I think we had three wins at that point, missed a bowl game, really had no business being in the game. And a a young nobody named Daniel Jones uh, led a really unlikely victory over Mitch Trubisky and the uh, top 15 I think, I think they're 15, uh, Carolina Tar Heels. And, uh, of course, stormed the field. I mean, fans stormed the field. You know, got all kinds of friends from high school, you know, people I grew up with in Durham running up to me and celebrating, ringing the victory bell. Um, man, I was to, – to, to have that happen the second game that I got the dress for, man, that was absolutely surreal. Yeah, yeah, I – I'm a Carolina fan. I, I definitely remember that game. I, I wasn't too happy after that game, but that that was, yeah, that that was crazy. I think if I remember right, Duke might have won by like one or two points, something like that, late in the fourth quarter. That that was a crazy one. It was something. It was something like that, and I distinctly remember. I mean, classic, you know, you know, football mindset. But we scored to go ahead, and my first thought was, "Dad, gummit, we scored too soon." They got mm-hmm. that kid. Uh, I think his name was Nick Weiler. He was hitting like 55 yard field goals. So they're going to complete one pass and kick a 53-yard field goal, win the game. <laughs> and then, you know, we made a couple of great defensive stands. I think A.J. Wolf had a uh, had a either a sack or a pressure that changed the game. And DeAndre got had a pick and, you know, and celebrating the rest of the night. <laughs> that was a great way to start freshman year. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I mean, yeah, no matter who you're pulling for, who you're hoping to win that one, that one was uh, definitely unforgettable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Daniel Jones, like you just mentioned him, so I know you you were on the team with him for a few years. Did you? And you know he's as everyone knows now he's the uh, quarterback for the New York Giants. Did you know at the time he was probably going to go pro, or did you have any idea? Well, you know we all, of course, with a guy that's that athletically gifted, you know, even early on in his career, you kind of assume that he's got a lot of special potential like very unique potential in him i mean to be that tall that athletic you can run like a deer i mean he's brilliant um you know and i think you know obviously the more he's been on the national stage the more apparent it's become but i mean daniel james is one of the not only the the most hard-working dedicated people that you could ever meet he's one of the best people that you ever meet um so you know i we he he was a year ahead of me in school, but he registered in his freshman year. So my freshman year on the team was the first year that he actually got to play, and you know, not even going into the year thinking he would play because Thomas Sirk was supposed to be our starter that year and got hurt at the end of the season. Um, I mean, he you know he had a baptism by fire. He cut his teeth on a, a lot of real tough games. Had a couple quality wins in there. Beat Notre Dame in South Bend. Beat Carolina. Uh, national TV, um, but you, you always kind of saw glimpses early on, and then as he went through his career, uh, I mean, it just it became more more and more apparent that he was something special. I think 
between the Carolina game his last year where he had those two, two or three like 60-yard runs and then the uh, Temple game, our bowl game, would have been his last year, my, my junior year. Uh, he and T.J. Ramon just, you know, they, they went on, got to a different level. Um, and, uh, but I think the thing that set Daniel apart the most was just, you know, he, he is the most humble human being you could ever meet. Uh, my, my go-to story during our practices, partially to give us something to do to keep us from goofing off and also partially for the quarterback's sake to simulate catching a snap. Uh, the long snappers would go snap to the quarterbacks in, uh, outside drills where they'd uh, catch a snap and, you know, hit a receiver or whatever out. And, uh, I gave him a couple bad snaps one day and he yelled at me just inst- instinctually yelled at me to, you know, get the reps better and, uh, didn't think anything of it. We got through it. It was fine. And he found me after practice to apologize for yelling at me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, something that trivial. But I mean, that was on his mind that he wanted to come by and say, you look, I'm sorry. And, and it was on top of it all, it was something I deserved to get yelled at for. <laughs> That's funny. That's so, uh, yeah, I mean that, that's just the kind of guy he is, I mean, and his whole family is is, is that way. Not, they're great people, and they're just insanely athletic. He had a um, a sister that played field hockey at Davidson, I think. He's got a sister now who's the starting goalkeeper for the Duke women's soccer team, and he's got a brother who's taking his grad transfer time as a uh, basketball player at Duke after a career at Davidson. So I mean, you know, just an embarrassment of riches in the Jones family. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. Wow, yeah, I didn't know all that. Um, yeah, so that, that that's awesome getting to play with a guy who's now a quarterback in the NFL. I'm sure that's something you'll remember for a long time. Um, so the I got a couple more questions for you, and then we'll let you go. Uh, but so I, I saw a tweet from you recently. I'm going to pull it up right now just so I can read it word for word. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know. So yeah, this is just the last week. I think you said you know you're talking about the. Uh, UNC football team, you said the Carolina offensive line is the reason for 80% of the issues their team has faced on the field this year, but boy, are their celebrations cool and their towels are perfectly placed, so I guess it evens out. I, I thought that was hilarious. I, I was laughing when I saw that tweet, and I, of course I had to bring it up when I was talking to you today. Um, so wanted to ask you, what is the most important thing for an offensive lineman then? Is it their actual play on the field, the celebrations, or how their towels are placed? You know, I, I, uh, I, <laughs> um, I, think, uh, I think a little bit of my old school uh, um, rearing on the football field came out there for a minute, and, and it mixed with <laughs> a little bit of my, uh, my, my the, the regard for which I hold Carolina football came, came out a little bit there. But, um, you know, I, I just – just let's think about it practically. You know what? What does a guard or a tackle need a, a towel for? I mean, don't it, it looks great? Don't get me wrong. You look like you're about to. I don't know. You, you look like you're about to. You know, start at slot receiver. It, it's real cool. But yeah. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, and, and and you know, Carolina's got the the jump man stuff. They look great. They're the best looking team in college football. I you can't argue with that one bit. But yeah. Uh, the, the other thing I love is the uh, the, the new trend that the, the the elbow pads that are that are within like it looks like a shooting sleeve. You know, oh so yeah, I guess yeah. You, got, you got a football game at seven, but got to shoot around with the boys at seven thirty. So you just got to come prepared for both. Right, right. But um, yeah, it's 
I uh, I grew up, like I said, I played football for 10 years before college. All my, I was offensive lineman, obviously couldn't keep that going in college. There's not many 5'10", 210-pound soaking wet offensive linemen running around. But uh, I always just grew up with coaches. You know, if it was cold, the O-line didn't wear sleeves, you know, I didn't wear all kinds of extraneous stuff. So I just – I, I couldn't let that one go. You know, it was in the. I think I can't remember what game I was watching, but they had been getting mushed all game. But then as soon as as soon as they broke off one long run, it, you know, they were the first ones celebrating. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that was funny. Great, great analysis there. That's that's the kind of analysis we look for here in this podcast. Love it. But if you're if, if you're gonna have the towel, I, I will say if you're gonna have the towel, you gotta offset it to the right just a bit. And that's that's the best look. Okay. As Off. a form, as a former center, I can comment on that one part. You just got to you got to offset a little bit. You know, just make sure it's make sure it's secure, and then you're set. Okay, perfect. Offset <laughs> it to the right. Hey, when I'm watching college football for the rest of the year, the bowl games and everything, I'm gonna look for that and see if they're offset to the right or not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's little things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And then, uh, so just one more question. We'll let you go here. Um, I saw a video of you. It might have been last year, a year before. Maybe, I guess it might have been a couple years ago because there was fans in the stands. But I saw a video of you um, singing the national anthem before a Duke basketball game in Cameron Indoor. So I was wondering which made you more nervous, suiting up to go play in a football game or going out there to sing the national anthem in front of thousands of people? That is a fantastic question. Um, and, and I will say, speaking specifically on nerves, um, it's it's a different type of nervousness, you know. When you're a walk-on, the concern isn't necessarily what happens when you do get to play. It's just that you get to play. So, you know, I would take, you know, falling on my face and getting in the game over, you know, you know the alternative. But um, uh, the, the few times I got to play, it was on uh, – when we play our FCS opponents, it was um, – uh, Central was the, was the time I got to get in the game, but – it was our kickoff coverage. And the one thing you're nervous about, you know, you don't really, it doesn't really matter what happens on the play, but just don't jump off sides. They just don't, don't be the guy that they have to announce, you know, the number, what, 62, whatever is off sides, five-yard penalty, got a re-kick. Just don't be that guy. So mm-hmm. that's the main, you can fall, you can do a barrel roll, you can do whatever you want, just don't get a penalty. And uh, I, I actually, uh, you know, a few years removed from it, we've now heard the story. Apparently, Coach Cut walked the. He, we had put an all walk on unit in the game for that play. And Coach Cut walked up to the line judge and said, "Listen, these are our walk ons. Please don't call it offsides. There's going to be an offsides. Just let's let's get it over with. We're up by like forty. Let's let's just let it. Please just let it slide." <laughs> I said, "Okay, <laughs> we can do that." <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! But, uh, but yeah, man. It, the, uh, the the singing that that was that was one of the most fun experiences, not just in my college experience, but my life, man. A shout out to uh, Debbie Shashevsky Savarino, Coach K's oldest daughter. She's an associate AD at Duke. She's the one who gave me that opportunity first, and after the first time singing my sophomore year, I uh, got asked back quite a few times. Always so much fun. The first time, can't lie. I was not just nervous about, I mean, I, I was not just second guessing why I signed up to do it. I was like, why did I come to Duke in the first place, man? I, this is insane. Um, but, you know, once you get going, once you do it a couple of times, it truly is fun now. Uh, 
got, I was really, really blessed to be able to sing for the Carolina Duke game my senior year. And what, because of COVID ended up being our last day on campus. Um, and you know, if it had to, if it had to end in any particular way, other than with, you know, how we expected it to, then that was a pretty cool way to, uh, to, to conclude undergrad, our undergraduate career. So, but the singing, man, it's just that, there's nothing like it. Being on the court at Cameron, especially for a Carolina game, I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. That's, that's really cool. Well, uh, hey, that, that's all I had for you. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. I- anytime you want to come on the podcast in the future, you can. You'll have to meet my co-hosts, uh, Cody and Mitchell. Mitchell's the Duke fan on the podcast. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I re- really appreciate you coming on, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me, boss. Yep, thank you. Have a good one. You too, bro.